0: This is the Health
1: to Your Health
0: and Wealth Show Show Me The money. On my on
1: 1071 with guests from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Clearstub Financial. Let's learn something. And here's your host, Miss Shannon. Yes,
2: thank you for joining us for the Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071. Also available on demand on MyTalk1071.com and in our app. I am Miss Shannon, so happy to join you because this actually does you a favor and me a favor. Yeah, I just collect a lot of the questions that I would like to have answered throughout the week and then I save them for my friends that come in and help us. So today, helping us out with some great information as always, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundations Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. Good morning again, to Dr. Good morning. Amy. Good
1: morning.
2: I feel like we are officially, spring has sprung. So that means that we are moving into new to-do lists. Like you started that, okay, new year, new me, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And now you're like, okay, now what in practicality? am I actually going to do and get done?
1: Yes, because today we are going to be talking about a women's health checklist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might think, oh, my gosh, okay, well, these things are out there. We know them, what they are. But what I really want to talk about is not just the minimum. Okay. I really want to talk about the things that you can think about that, sure, we're going to talk about kind of those schedules like PAPs and breast exams and physical exams a little bit today. But what I really want to talk about is other things that you can think about for optimal health. Gotcha. Because, you know, this year, and it's I guess it's kind of let up the last couple of years. So I'm in my 40s. Yes. And um, I've really been giving a lot of thought to what do we really need to do to get that full picture mm-hmm. of our health? Right. Not only, you know, I'm thinking about it as I'm as I'm entering into a different phase of my life. Yes. But not only now, I mean, even thinking about my daughter, who is, you know, going to be soon be a teenager. Right. And, you know, how to support people in their 20s and their 30s. You know, we have these basic health checklists in the medical field that really check off the boxes of, in my mind, I think of them as the minimal things that we need to do to ensure that we're basically catching the things that we need to catch right i remember a few years ago when i when
2: i was hitting the beginning of my 40s um and i just had a birthday as well and it's funny because i I do like the seasonality of how we work through things as we age yeah um but i remember going these are my baselines like the things that you mentioned at the beginning so that as things change i can go well here's where i was at optimally for whatever this age is Mm -hmm. if things go awry What was my normal? So it's just good just to know what your normal is.
1: And I think so much, so much of our health and how we live and operate in the world can be prevented. Right. You know, and so I am all about this information gathering. And you're right. Gathering those baselines. You know, I feel like that's what I've been doing a lot this last um well, even just this last couple of months, but really over the last couple of years is gathering my baselines and tucking them away. So I have that information. If something changes, then I do know. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that can be so valuable for people, but what I see and what, what I see a lot, especially with our patients is, you know, we do a lot of maternity care and really um, people come in a lot of times for their specific women's health needs. But What I don't see a lot of is people having an established care provider that they can have these conversations with on an ongoing basis. Right. And more than just a five minute conversation. I mean, this is something that you really need to sit down and talk about your family history, look at your nutrition. You know, you really want that holistic view because this is not about treating a symptom,
2: it it does seem, and, and I've been doing this in different
1: pods in my
2: life, that it's difficult when you're thinking about your health to go, who helps me run traffic on all these things? Like, for instance, you know, because we partner a lot with uh, a financial advisor, so we can talk to ClearStep, and I can talk to Cassandra and go she can be the hub that tells me all the other people I need to talk to and what I need to work at, work yes. with. But regarding my health, I'm like, okay, should I have a nutritionist? I have a personal trainer. I have a, this, I ha- you know, you have all these things, but it's hard to go, well, who's the person that helps me go, here's how all these things line up and how they're connected. And you hit it right on the nose. Okay.
1: Because our medical system really has become so compartmentalized. Okay. That some of, some providers do this very well. Um, but I feel like that there's not a lot of providers mm-hmm. that you don't feel this compartmentalized care right? where, oh sure, you're going to come in and you're going to do your basic physical with me, mm-hmm. but then, oh, you've got this going on. Well, I'm going to send you out to this provider right. and then I'm going to send you out to this person. And I, you know, I would say probably about 10 or 15 years ago, what I, when I started seeing is more and more patients coming in and really me helping them decode all of the different information they were getting from all these different providers. Right. But no one was talking to each other. Because sometimes you don't even know
2: who's the next person you're supposed to talk to. Because I've talked to somebody and they go, well, probably it's an ex. And I can't even remember what the X was. They right. just said it wasn't them. Right. And so I'm going, well, I'll I'll wait until I see Dr. Amy. You
1: know, And and the most common thing that I hear is, well, they'll contact me. Right. Like I had. I've seen either they've been seen for an appointment or had this lab work done or imaging. For the most part, I would agree, providers or whoever will contact you to give you those results. However, if you're not being contacted, that's something you do need to follow, right. follow up on. And I've gotten contacted where they've asked me a
2: follow-up question, but I hadn't talked to anybody about the test yet. And I'm going, I don't understand your follow up question. They're like, <laughs> Oh, well, this is what the follow up I'm like, okay. And I'm trying not to snap on the poor nurse that uh-huh. called from the office. I'm like, Nobody else told me that that I don't know what those words mean. Yes. And so and that was we talk about this a lot where you can Google things enough to get yourself dangerous. And you tease me all the time because I am that person that I will look back <laughs> through my little emails that they send me or, or look on my chart and then look up the phrases because I don't know what they mean. You're like, you should just ask. <laughs> like, why are you trying to like self-doctor? I'm like, well, I don't want to bother
1: them. And so it is good to know that there it's uh, yes. not
2: a supposed to be a bother. It's not supposed to be.
1: No. OK. No, it's not. It's our health. Mm hmm. Right. So today, like I said, today I really want to talk about what those things are. The thing that I did so in preparation, I wanted to see what would come up on Google actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, in preparation for the show, I thought, okay, I'm just going to Google women's health checklist okay. and see what comes up and see how helpful it is. Yes. And, you know, honestly, I looked and I'm like, okay, these are the basics. And it's probably pretty much everything everybody knows like PAP, blood pressure. Breast exam, Mm -hmm. you know, mammogram at age 40, all these things. We'll talk a little bit more about them. But when I started clicking through the different lists, I found that most of them were not very informative. Okay. And what do you mean by informative? Well, you know, I guess the lack of consistency. Okay. And, you know, I just, I'm really stuck lately on this idea of minimal, you know, the basics. Okay. And yes, everybody absolutely needs the basics. It covers a lot. And things like uh, blood pressure and some basic labs and physical exams can, can absolutely catch a lot. Mm-hmm. But part of me thinks, gosh, we could be catching more. Right. And so those are, those are the things that I want to talk a little bit about today. Right. But I think we even have to back up just a little bit before we even start thinking about what that checklist is and really think about the information that you need before you even start. Okay. And it really starts back with health insurance. Right. Okay. Because let's be honest, this is, that is kind of the driving force for everybody. Right. is whether
2: this is covered or whether I have to pay for it and what's my deductible look like and all those things. It does seem really complicated before you even make the first phone call.
1: And I think sometimes that first step feels so overwhelming that that's the stopping point for a lot of people. Right. And they use their health insurance as they absolutely have to, but to think about some of these other things sometimes feels a little bit overwhelming. Okay. So if you aren't, I highly recommend that you get online with your health insurance. And they will go through um, on all these little icons in your patient portal. Mm -hmm. They will actually go through and boil it down pretty simply, at least for that first tier. Right. So sometimes there's things that you
2: are qualified for that you don't do.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And so I always think really understand your health insurance, because if it means that you have a physical exam every year and an eye exam and whatever your dental benefits are, you know, really look and see. What is covered on an annual basis for your screenings? Okay, and then make sure you get them done. You are paying for that right. health insurance. <laughs> you know why not utilize it exactly and get that taken care of? And then you know really think about what those benefits are, and then look at your budget. Right, I mean, we everybody budgets health care for our premiums, mm-hmm. or we have to think about how much we pay annually or on a monthly basis, or our deductibles. I challenge you to go even a step further and say, okay, these are the 10 things that I want to get done this year and really think about, okay, how much money do I have to set aside if any, depending on your health insurance, um, to get these done. Right. It's part of the planning process.
2: Right. And some of those things, it's reframing your brain and going, well, you would plan to go on a vacation or you would spend this money. Like what? Is it in your best interest to plan to work on your health right. for the longevity of you, your family, all of these things, even just the day to day? Yes. You know, I think we get used and we've talked about this in previous episodes where you go, well, I feel a little run down. That's just I'm getting old or I'm just this or like you just it away instead of going, well, let me go talk to somebody. Yes. And see if we can make that better.
1: Absolutely. And I think that the money piece is is a real okay it's a yep. real part of healthcare, mm-hmm. and it's a real stress right and so if you know helping take that piece off the table or plan for it in a different way to take out the unknown i think helps people get past that first hurdle and you know really be thinking about the next one right which is actually scheduling the appointment right <laughs> is it usually is that when people get stuck as
2: they go well i'm not i don't want to get stuck in this this in this phone call queue and, and all of these things with my, in my insurance provider. So I don't even bother. Do people usually tap out before they probably get there?
1: Sometimes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. And I, you know, you insurance is a different world. Right. I mean, partly just partly it's persistence. Um, partly it's being, having accessibility to even having like a computer or a smartphone. Right. Um, part of it is, knowing the right question to ask. Right. And that's really hard sometimes with insurance. Um, But your plan documents that are on that patient portal. So having access to that computer or a smartphone to set up that your patient portal can really be helpful. Right. Um, because it tells you in a really, normally in a chart form from what I've seen for most insurance companies, you know, what's covered 100%, right? What's covered 80%, or, you know, and what that looks like. And they'll tell you how much, they'll just give you in the number right there to say how much you have to spend that year before everything's covered 100%, you right? Know, after your deductibles met, if you have one.
2: Well, speaking of numbers, the number for our show is 651 641 1071. It's the Health and Wealth Show We're here with Dr. Amy Johnson Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. When we get back, we're going to continue this conversation about your women's health checklist, right, Doctor Amy? Absolutely. All right, we'll see you right back here on the Health and Wealth Show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on my talk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon here with Doctor Amy Johnson Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic, and just talking about just the, the propensity we have, not only as women, but as human beings to just deal with whatever you're given, even though sometimes it can get better. And, mm, and you yeah. just don't even know. You just get so accustomed to it yes. that you're like, that's just it's just a Tuesday when really you're like, no, that might be something that they can address. And so going through this checklist, I, uh, I, I hope will help people go, oh, that is something that is addressable that I was just. Putting away in the closet and decided it was just really we deal. Ladies, yes, we had a caller yes over uh, the break yes by the name of Jamie and she has yes. a question regarding our topic today, and um, she says that uh, when she goes to the dentist she doesn't like when uh, she said what she what used to happen was they would have dental cleanings a part of the a part of the exam and they separated it yes. and she said she wants to know how can you find that out. Instead of being shocked when you get the bill and find out, oh, "Oh, this isn't covered. Oh, (laughs) you know, I mean, because you're up, your insurance does update Mm -hmm. and you usually get like an email that we learn to ignore because for (laughs) a long, Well, because reality, like, don't you get those emails all the time where they go, hey, we updated our terms. Look at this policy, all those things. But usually nothing changes. So you just get numb. looking at them
1: or it's so long
2: right that you're you're like i don't believe (laughs) i don't remember a time before i began reading this message
1: and so you tap out um but if if it's your provider and how they're billing yes you know definitely give them a call before you go in um and each you know everybody how do you say this there is a standard billing practice Mm -hmm. however there are differences within that and so how your provider is billing might be different in their clinic, maybe even versus another. And everybody knows prices are different sometimes from clinics. So to clinic. what they bill it as might yes. be
2: different. Okay.
1: So, you know, I highly recommend giving your provider a call actually before you go in, they should be able to tell you mm-hmm. what that's going to look like prior to going in. So for instance, so when, when people come in, um, Very much so for maternity care. So we do a benefits check for everybody who comes in and chooses us for their maternity care. We have a fabulous um, biller in our office and she helps you deal with the insurance. She actually does all of the checking for you. And then we come up with an estimated patient responsibility. Okay. Because it takes the guesswork. Out of it for the patient. So, as you
2: are scheduling, like let's say I was doing one of my, just some of the things that we're going to mention today on the checklist, as I am calling to schedule them, is it reasonable for me to go and can I speak to someone in billing to know which, yes. to check and see which ones. Because I'm presuming the scheduler may not know the, that, but, right? Okay. The scheduler
1: oftentimes won't. It's generally the billing department that will be able to, and they might not. I mean, they might not necessarily be able to tell you about your specific insurance. Mm-hmm. However, they will be able to tell you how it's billed and. A rough amount, okay. hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. that would be very reasonable. That will be billed to insurance. Right. And so that way it's not a surprise. Okay. Because I get it. Insurance, when you get that bill after you see a provider and you think, oh my gosh, I thought that this would be 100% covered. And then all right. of a sudden I've got a $120 bill. Right. It can take you off guard. And or so, even more
2: than that. Or, if you're going, or, yeah. even
1: more, or even more than that. Right. Because yeah, I mean, be those
2: percentages are really difficult because sometimes, you know, I've had friends who are like, well, they said they'd cover it up to 80 percent. But then it turns out the actual procedure was so much. It's like, well, I still end up having an eight hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's difficult. I it's agree difficult. with you.
1: Mm-hmm. So try and make those phone calls ahead of time. And then um, if. Sometimes it's okay to even call another provider and say, "Hey, how do you bill this?" Right. Um, if it's something that you're looking for care. So, okay. So, good question, though. I mm-hmm. think you know. Again, this gets back to that planning and that insurance and that understanding and that that fear of what that end price tag is going to look like. Because I do feel like people have this unknown feeling of, "Okay, right. I'm walking in the door, I'm filling out the paperwork, and I." Great, I got what I needed, but oh, what is it? What, what's right. going to come in two weeks in the mail? <laughs> and hopefully that
2: the that you end up saving yourself grief in the long run because yes. you at least yep. have the ability to plan for these things and take care of your health instead of going, you know, because I I get it. It's so difficult to go. Is this important enough to address? Yep. You know, can I afford to address this? Yeah. And it really does turn into. Weighing out your quality of life and your future quality of life versus what you can do right now. Yes. That's a difficult decision to be have to make. Yes,
1: and I think um, some of
2: especially the, when it's things you don't like, like getting going to the dentist. I fine. I don't have dental, dentist trauma, but a lot of my friends do. So it's like I had to pay for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. I have to pay for this experience. Exactly. I get it. I get it. You know, I I have to say it's so funny that this the whole dental piece came up. I have to say, me going to the dentist really triggered this whole checklist piece idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it really it really gave me a lot of information and I went to a new dentist for our family Mm -hmm. and I was just amazed at the experience and the information that they could give me. I was, I was just floored. And I thought, wow, I really need to be thinking about every aspect of my health. Right. Thinking of this way. So yes, let's start here. So the dentist came up, make sure that you are getting your, Checkups, Yes. Every six months mm-hmm. because, you know, sure, there's cavities and there's your gum disease and there's your teeth health and there's all of this stuff. But believe it or not, there's also a lot of disease processes that can happen that sometimes show up in your teeth first before they actually show up in your body or something else that would alert you to say, oh, I need to go take care of this. Right. And so it's a good idea Really stay on top of that every six months. Mm -hmm. And if you are worried about the COVID picture, you know, um, all of the providers are really taking the measures to keep everybody safe and healthy. We are to the point where if you haven't been into the dentist, these are the times to start really thinking about scheduling those appointments to really get back and keep up on track with your health. Right. And it is one
2: of those scenarios where they can notice side effects to other things yes. based upon what's going on with your oral health.
1: Yes. Another one that we think about that not nobody ever really talks about going and getting your eyes checked. Fair enough. You know, mm-hmm. I have this conversation with people. If things come up and they're like, oh, my vision is changing, then go get your eyes checked. But the reality is it's one of those things, again, that you should actually be doing before. At least again, on an problems. annual basis. Yes, mm-hmm. because... Um, You know, like anything, if you get and you understand and you um, identify any sort of early changes, a lot of times you can help slow or stop a disease process. Right. Before it gets to the point where you don't have any options anymore. Exactly. And so I was just having a conversation with an ophthalmologist. Um, I actually, our whole family has been going in this last month to get our eyes checked, right? Mm -hmm. It's on my checklist. And, you know, really, again, there's disease processes with heart disease and diabetes and all of these things that can actually be detected in your eyes. And be indicators in your eyes as well as all the important things of your vision and glaucoma and all of these changes that can happen because everybody wants to be able to have their eyesight
2: right and we are going to help you find out where you are with the baseline of your health courtesy of this women's health checklist courtesy of our friend Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's birth center and women's health clinic we'll be right back on the health and wealth show on my talk 107.1 welcome back to the health and wealth show here on my talk 107.1 and streaming on my talk 107.1.com here with Dr. Amy Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center and Women's Health Clinic. Feel free to be a part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071 because we're going to give some overall information on our women's health checklist. But if you have a specific question, today is a great day to start the process. Maybe you've been holding off. At least call here. It's, it's, It's a painless way to start (laughs) the questions and we can tell you where to go next. So again, the number is 651-641-1071. So we talked about some of the ancillary things like maybe you should be making sure that you take your, your, your dental checkups and you should also be going and seeing, you know, an optometrist, you know, just to make sure everything's okay.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. I kind of just want to even back up and be thinking about a little bit kind of through the ages. So, um, The first thing that I think about is thinking about our daughters. Right. And, you know, now a lot of times we would think um, about, okay, when should they go see a provider for, you know, their first pap? Right. Or, you know, we think of seeing a pediatric provider for, you know, annual checkups or immunizations or whatever that looks like. But, um, again, this is something I don't see every, you know, family sometimes doing. And, you know, the PAP guidelines now are, you know, generally they don't start until you're 21 now. So you don't even get them as teenagers. Okay. But that doesn't mean, though, I do recommend that girls go see um, a gynecologic provider. And I do really recommend midwives. Yes. Because midwives do all of women's and girls and teen health. And they will spend... The time that they need to ask them questions. And it can just be an opportunity, one, to to get them comfortable and knowing a provider. Right. And know that it's a safe environment. And to normalize that
2: you are a wonderfully made human being. Yes. And you can ask these questions and nothing is in giant air courts weird. Because especially at that age, you kind of think everything that's going on with you is weird.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. to you know, it doesn't have to be this huge in-depth learning about your body right. and your cycles and all those things. That doesn't need to happen. But, you know, for instance, I brought my daughter in to see one of our midwives and it was an opportunity for her to just ask the questions that she had to without me, you know, I'm okay with not being in the room for those visits. Right. And, you know, talking to the providers beforehand and maybe starting with her in a visit and then, you know, stepping out for a minute. And that's of course a a parent's um, comfort zone, but you know, it also, there's so much going on in the world today Mm -hmm. just to have somebody else ask, Hey, how are you doing? Right. How are you feeling? Um, any questions, you know, all of those sorts of things. Um, and as as a starting point
2: and maybe take some pressure off of you of,
1: yeah, is this is this OK? And it gives them mm-hmm. another safe person to go and talk to, mm-hmm. which sounds, you know, maybe a little strange in some circles. But it's really important, especially I think through the teen years, that if they have questions or if they aren't feeling safe or whatever that looks like. That there's another person outside your family unit right? that they can talk to. Right. And so we've been going back
2: to, as we're talking about our checklist, some uh, things based upon what ages you're in. So we started younger. So let's go to the phones now, though, Dr. Amy, because we have Jennifer online. Jennifer, thank you for calling and being part of the Health and Wealth Show. So are you currently in your 50s? Oh, just a second. Let me- <laughs> there we go. Jennifer, can you hear me now? I will be turning fifty in May. Congratulations! Thank well you. done. Made it this far. Hey, I <laughs> applaud you. I am I am whispering at your back door. So. You know what? I love it. Other <laughs> than
0: the sagging skin, I love it. But- <laughs> ah, we'll talk
2: about moisturizing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but so I have always been very on top of my health. Like since I was eighteen years old, I do all my routine things, um, and I've known to like my mom has osteoporosis. Okay, now I can get a bone scan. Yeah, you know, but that's covered my dad uh, had his first heart attack at 53 so i've met with a cardiologist i've had stress tests but and i do my annuals and my mammograms but i don't know are there other things that i should be talking to my doctor about like hey can we screen for this or or, or anything else like that
1: so good for you that is amazing and that you have been diligent that is due diligence let me yeah. just tell you so I think that's really good. You know, some of the things that I've been talking with people about um, that are kind of more not necessarily part of all of those routine checklists are things like um, genetic testing. Oh. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I've talked with genetic counselors and even doing something like the 23andMe tests mm-hmm. give you a lot of information as far as it, it gives you a glimpse into your genes. And can help you kind of make the changes accordingly to help prevent some of those things you might be at higher risk for.
0: That's really interesting. I hadn't I hadn't even considered that. Great.
1: I, You know, and I don't think a lot of people do. And you, you see the commercials and you see it online. And, you know, I think I've just glanced over it for so many years. And then probably the last five years, I've really taken a deeper look into just doing even some of the basics. And I think of that 23 Me as a great starting point. Yeah. Because it it hits all of the bigger disease processes that we are often worried oh. and
2: concerned about. And it doesn't say that in the commercial. Like it really just seems like it's something that I'll be able to talk about over happy hour with my girlfriends. Right, right Jennifer, whenever yeah. you see the commercials. Or you so, find out you
0: have a child somewhere.
2: Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, or they use it or stories. they use it to like catch a serial killer. You know, yeah. like there's all <laughs> kinds of things.
1: So yeah. Um, so I think that is a really great place to start. And like anything with genetic testing, though, it's really thinking about how comfortable you feel with the information that you're, you're possibly going to get. And so they walk you through before you even take the test to say, um, specific things. Some of them are cancer markers. Some of them are things like Alzheimer's that do you really, do you want to know these results? about the things that can be a little bit scarier. Oh. And so um, you do have that option to see those or not. And so so I think that would be something to think about. Um, you know, other thing that I do like to talk a lot about lately is some, we do a test. It's called GeneSight. But really, it really just talks about how you metabolize medication. And What is that called? It's called GeneSight. Um, and you do need to do it with a provider. Okay. And um, it's a simple... Test that you go in for, it gets sent off to a specialty lab, and you get a report back that tells you how you respond to medications. So it's, and it's quite a wide range, but a lot of them, even if you're not on them, I always think as we go, get older and if we have different things come up or we're in the hospital or whatever that might look like, um, then we know how our body metabolizes those medications and how we're responding to them.
0: That's fantastic because I always tell, even for like Novocaine, I'm like, you don't understand. I, I am a strawberry blonde and I'm like, I'm, I have, I'm really sense like, I don't require much. Mm-hmm. Either I have a high threshold of pain, I don't know, tolerance, but like, and they never believe me. I'm like, no give me about a third of whatever it is. And they're kind of like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, what do you know? I'm like, I know my body. Right. (laughs) So so
1: that's really interesting. This can really tell you that. And other pain medications, you know, um, antidepressants, all of these things that we wonder about. Or, you know, this is for anybody out there who is taking any sort of um, medications for mood. If you think, oh, gosh, I've taken one or two and they don't work. Well, they might not work because your body's not those aren't the right medications for you. And so sometimes instead of poking in the e- e- trial by error, right. these tests can help say, okay, this is where we need to start. Okay. Um, so thinking about that, you know, the other thing that I've, I've been on board with more lately too is um, a micronutrient blood panel. And we do these at our, our office. And it really looks at different things like all the antioxidants, the minerals, the vitamins, all of your omegas. And it looks at y- your body levels and says, okay, where are you at? What do you need more of? What do you have too much of? Because those are simple things that we can right the ship, right? Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and again, it gives us a little bit more targeted approach. Um, and really, you know, I'm all into this optimal health lately, right? right? And so it helps us move to that optimal level and gives us more information to pinpoint to do that
0: so interesting i just find it so fascinating the body's just so fascinating to me so this is i'm looking forward to actually getting these two done. and right.
2: Right. happy huh? early birthday to you jennifer we appreciate you sharing thank you so much have a great day thanks you too Bye-bye. so jennifer is rolling up into 50 now we have katie on the phone as well and katie are you already in your 60s Yes, I am. Congratulations. See, I am getting all kinds of squad goals today <laughs> with our My Talkers. Thank you very much, Katie. Uh, so do you have some questions about what's going on with you now that you're in that particular decade?
0: Yeah, I'm, and I just want to ask the doctor about
1: probiotics. I'm probably really late to the party on this, but how do I start? What do I look for? And do you think they're, effect, you know, beneficial? So it's never too late to get to the party when it comes to your gut health. So, I commend you for thinking about it and wanting to start. Um, Probiotics to do, if um, just for general health, you can do kind of a broad spectrum probiotic. And the thing with probiotics, more than, you know, nothing is regulated by the FDA. Right. But in particular, probiotics are tricky because we want them to be alive to work. Mm hmm. Okay. And so. I always say try and get them from a really reputable source. And so sometimes if you can get them from providers, it can be really helpful because they have kind of the nutraceutical line. Otherwise, if you can go to some of the health food stores and in their refrigerated sections, really looking at what those look like and starting there can always be a good place to start. How do you know when you are doing too little or too much as
2: you're starting? With so
1: probiotics with probiotics, it's a great to just follow the label, okay, I think is a nice way to start. Um, knowing that sometimes when you start probiotics for the first seven to fourteen days, sometimes you feel a little cruddy, okay, because you're you're putting in good bacteria, and sometimes that means the bad bacteria or any. I hate to use the word bad, but the the non-beneficial bacteria are leaving our bodies. Right. Right. And so sometimes you can feel a little fatigued or a little achy or whatever that might look like. That's okay, You know, give it a good 10 to 14 days. And and normally that passes.
2: Katie, are you are you feeling anything in particular right now that made you start discussing probiotics? or you just saw it and went, hey, I should probably be adding that to my regimen.
1: Yeah, I just think I'm just trying to live with more optimal health, like you say, and my, you know, some of my friends are on them, and I'm like, okay, I, sh- I should really start looking into this, and so, yeah, I think you start getting a little older, and you're trying to just fine-tune and tune up whatever you can. Right. Absolutely, and I think, too, so one thing that we do, um, that I do actually part of this optimal health piece, is there's a, a specialty stool analysis that analysis that I like to do with people that actually look at the composition of bacteria in your gut. right? And again, it gives us oh. a starting point to say, okay, this is where you're at. Now, this is the specific formulation of probiotic that you need um, to really get to that yeah. optimal health with your gut. And so, um, so that's a very much more pinpointed way to be thinking about that um but i would like to do that so if i could get your phone number before, you know at the end of the show here i'd love to okay definitely great. and we'll go ahead
2: and we'll put you on hold and then producer sonny will give it to you as well but we'll make sure oh, we put it all thank
1: out you. thank
2: you thanks for calling katie yes. I love it that we are sharing about our gut health where so like that is not something that you normally bring up. They go, hey, how's the kid? We're like, how's your gut health? Yes. That's much better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one question that people aren't asking right. and, or providers aren't asking. Um, but it's one of the most common things people are going in to see their providers for. And again, it's we don't. health foundations when you see our providers we don't just treat those symptoms with your gut health you know we've talked about this over and over on this show about 86% of your immune system lives in your gut right and so if your guts not healthy then it means that your immune system is compromised right who knows what way whatever that is unique to you and so really working on that gut health all through your life but especially I say as, as we age gracefully yes So we can have that best immune system, immune response, gut health, feel good energy that we can. Perfect.
2: Well, we're going to come back for our final segment. So what are we going to wrap up with when we welcome back to the health and wealth show here on my talk one oh seven one and streaming on my talk one oh seven one com. Also, if you haven't put us in your pocket, make sure you download that app. There's all kinds of things going on in it. I'm Miss Shannon here with Dr. Amy Johnson grass from Health Foundation's birth center and women's health clinic. We've been going through your women's health checklist. Um, if you have any men in your life. Tell them to check on these things as well. There there is a list and they should be comfortable talking to their provider so they can also age gracefully. We are not saying that they are not important. That is just not the conversation today. So, um, But a lot of the reasons why we focus on this is that we know as a gender, we get so, in air quotes, busy momming, parenting, being a wife, being a partner, doing all these other things that we go, I'll put it off. Yep. I don't need to know that yet.
1: Yep. And I think, you know, I thank you for the callers who've called in. It's really given us the opportunity to talk a little bit about some of these other things Right. That give us a lot of information that we can really be more specific in a direction that we move. Right. Because, you know, a lot of healthcare and it's it's a science, right? Um, A lot of it might be, you know, let's try this and see if it works. And and if it doesn't, then we'll go back and, you know, check that off our list and then we'll try this next thing. Right. Some of these other uh, tests that we're talking about, whether it be the genetic testing or the micronutrients or the stool testing, you know, it gives you an opportunity to be to really hone in and be more specific and give you that information. So it's not trial and error. Right. And you are have you're able to make a plan based off of that information. I'm all about gathering information. Right. And um. And so having that opportunity, I think, I think is really helpful if that's something that you're interested in. Right. And sometimes it just will, if nothing else, that
2: you you put down that elimination checklist. Yes. At least, you know, it's not X, you know, all of the things. Because if you WebMD it, it's everything sounds like everything else after yes. a while. If you start going, well, what does this symptom, it could be. You didn't sleep enough or it could be I'm I'm I have a brain tumor like it could be everything. So it's better to go if we can give you the information and narrow it down for you. Why not save yourself some time and headache? So I do
1: want to share an experience that I've um, had the opportunity to partake in recently that some of our listeners might be interested in. So we there's a new um, service that has come to the Twin Cities. Um, that can be very, I, I really look at it as the future of healthcare, Okay. honestly. And so what it is, it's a very specific full body MRI. Okay. And what they do is they take all of these, um, we'll just to call them images, all of these images head to toe, and it gives you information about the basically disease processes in your body. Okay. So it can identify in very early stages, many cancers. It can look at um, all of your organs. It can look at your brain. And, you know, it has the ability, you know, for me, I, my husband and I both did this. Um, we're both in our early 40s or early to mid 40s. And it gives us the opportunity to, one, see if there's anything we need to be worried about. Right. It also gives us a baseline because right we're talking about our baselines right for um the years ahead and it's something that we can consider doing you know everybody they give the recommendation of when to come back but for us we've kind of figured maybe every 3 years would be something that we would do because then you know i think of when things come up in our healthcare and we were talking about this compartmentalization. Right. You know, I've had some things come up um, this last year where I've needed to go get imaging. Yes. And then I actually needed to go back to get more imaging. And then I needed to go back and get imaging of something else. And I thought, oh my gosh. Yes. It, time. Mm-hmm. It's stressful. It, you know, it costs money. exactly. And I, when they said, wow, we just go through and all of those things would have been identified in this, With one, this one scan. scan. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that... Um, we can see people for, we can refer you out for, but it's something to just maybe consider. Right. And I, I do see this being the future of healthcare.
2: Well and if anybody's had a, a a standard MRI, it is always interesting where you're like, okay, how is this any different than a other X ray I'd have? And they do find things that you're like, okay, well is that normal? So it is uh-huh. good to be able to be have the information to ask those questions
1: and it doesn't have any radiation it, mm-hmm. you know it doesn't have those concerns that some people have with other types of imaging um, and what they do is they all of that information is given to you in the form of an app so okay. then you can go back to a provider or a specialist if something does come up and say okay you have all of this imaging and it's very detailed right to say this is what we've found. Now I need to make a plan.
2: Do you think eventually, as you said, that this would be the future, is that going to be the, am I still going to need a mammogram? Am I this or it's going to be this streamlined process? So probably.
1: I think this will probably be a jumping off point, but there are things that you will still need. OK, so um, for instance, this MRI is great for if people have really dense breast tissue identifying things differently than a mammogram does however a mammogram would still be needed gotcha okay um Mm -hmm. and so there's some of those um health pieces you know you still need to do your heart checkups yes the mri is the one thing that it doesn't do a great piece in is identifying you know some of the heart issues partly because it's a moving okay (laughs) all right right you can't Mm -hmm. stop that piece so So if that's something you're interested in, that would be, you know, and it's very specific. It's not just any MRI. There's very specific machines. And there's actually not very many around the world. Oh, we're very lucky to have one here in the Twin Cities. So something to be thinking about. And then one last thing I want to leave everybody with is there is so much technology that we have at our fingertips these days. And, you know, the one thing that, you know, we've talked a lot about even this this year is sleep. Yes, And there's lots of ways for you just at home on your own to understand your sleep Mm -hmm. because sleep is key to health. Sleep is the opportunity for your body to rejuvenate, to heal. Um, And if you're not getting that and if you're not getting enough or enough adequate sleep, it does it does affect you detrimentally right so don't just power through don't just power through but you know our smart watches we have apps we've there's lots of things that you can do at home to really get that information then if it's something that you're concerned about or that needs help with to help make that plan again right your provider well we will see you back here we'll do best of next week
2: and then you'll be back here with us on the 11th dr. Amy so if you have any questions in the meantime make sure you get in contact with health foundations their website is health